Howdy folks, and welcome back to another nostalgic side quest with me, your host, Luke, the Ginger Bookworm. And today, for your side quest, it's going to be a short one. I'm going to do my brief first impressions of episode one of Moon Knight. So let's jump straight into it, shall we? Because it's only going to be a short one. It's not going to be a long one. Um, first impressions, I loved it. I really, really loved it. I've been waiting for a Moon Knight anything, a Moon Knight TV show, Moon Knight movie, for a very, very long time. Um, but because how weird and wonderful and insane the Moon Knight character is in the comics, I never would assume that they would ever do anything like it. I didn't think that the MCU or Kevin Feige would really be that crazy to actually go, you know what, let's do Moon Knight. So I remember when they had that big panel show um, and Kevin Feige came out and he was talking about all the new shows and he was like, oh, She-Hulk. And I was like, I can't believe they're doing She-Hulk. They're doing She-Hulk. And then they were about Blade and so on and so forth and Miss Marvel. And I was like, I, I was just freaking out because there were things I didn't think that the MCU would do, but they're now doing. And then to cap it all off, the final, I think it was like round about near to the final thing that Kevin Feige came out. He went, we're doing Moon Knight. And Oster Isaac is going to be Moon Knight. And I just died. Because I'm a big fan of, of Oster Isaac. He's one of the redeeming qualities of the newer Star Wars movies. As well as the fact he's just a fantastic actor in himself as well. Um, so when they announced it, I just died. And Oster Isaac is incredible in this show. The show is biblically... Biblically? Is that a word? Biblically? Yeah. The show is biblical. The episode is biblical so far. You know, I've only seen obviously only seen the first episode. I really, really enjoy it. One of the, the, the things that caught my eye when I first watched it, I've watched it twice now, um, was that it looks like a movie. Where the other MCU TV shows, Loki, kind of looked like a film. Um, especially when they got the special features in, it kind of looked more like a TV like a like a film. Um but this from the get go just looked like a movie. Whereas One Division and stuff like that, only certain parts of One Division looked like it. Same with Hawkeye, same with uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Those shows had moments that they kind of looked like a movie, but they were mostly like you could tell this is a TV show. Still got a, still got like the MCU budget, but it looks more to be like a TV show. But this straight from the get go, I was like, is this a film? Like, have they just jinxed us all like an April Fools and being like, oh, it's a, you know, it's a, it's actually a movie. No, it, it, it's a, it's a t episode. The episode itself is about 47 minutes long. Uh, if you take away the 10-minute um, credits that they usually do, they usually do like 5 to 10-minute credits. So you take that away, you're looking at about 38, 37, 38 minutes. Um, overall, fantastic. I didn't want it to end. I didn't want it to stop. Uh, I love the character that Oscar plays in this one. In this one, we get introduced to... Um, Stephen Grant. Uh, so no spoilers, by the way. I know I'm only three minutes in, and I'm, I'm saying it now, but there's no spoilers. I'm not going to spoil it at all. But we get introduced to Stephen Grant, uh, who is one of the personalities of um, Moon Knight. That's one of the big things about Moon Knight. He's got split personalities. Um, he has... Um, you've got Moon Knight, then you've got Mr. Knight, then you've got Mark, and then you've got Stephen. It's a lot to, to keep up with, but in the comic books, there's a lot more to it. Uh, I think in the comic books, there's one personality that he has where he's a, a New York cabbie and he just drives a cab. Uh, and then one, one, one time he's a billionaire, the next one he's not, and X, Y, and Z. He's got loads of different more personalities in the um, comic books. In this one, they've kind of streamlined it, um, which makes more sense because it, to us, it would confuse people. Because the, the, like, it'd be amazing to see on screen, to see Oscar Isaac with his range 
play all these different characters and play them all differently. But I feel like is an in an audience fashion in, in people who aren't big fans of Moon Knight because a lot of people don't know who Moon Knight is. You know, if you if you say to the average movie go or the average comic book fan. Uh, even the fact if you'd ask them who Moon Knight is, nine times out of ten, you probably find that they don't know who Moon Knight is, which is completely fine because Moon Knight is not a big, big MCU character, really. Um, which is a shame because he is fantastic, but I understand as to why with the MCU they've now gone in the direction of making him a bit more sort of grounded, a bit more make like still kind of kept the craziness and the speed personality because you've got to keep that because it has that's key to the Moon Knight character, but just like brought brought it down, toned it down, the whole how many split personalities he has, keep it at a reasonable rate, and go from there. Um, so in this one, like, as I've mentioned, we meet Stephen. Stephen's a very much loner, very um, quiet-spoken, no friends, um, paranoid sort of person, very so- soft-spoken, I speak like this, I do. Uh, he's Londoner. Um, and I, I, feel, I, I fall in love with him. You know, I fall in love with Steve, because again, you, even though I know going into it that's not who Moon Knight is because obviously I know the Moon Knight character so I knew that we were going to meet the more confident one we're going to potentially meet Moon Knight um but for the average fan going into this I could feel straight away of like yeah I can see the average fan would would like this fall in love with Steve and fall in love with how Oscar Isaac plays the kind of the 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 paranoid sort of uh a character who he straps himself well, you see it's not really a spoiler you see it in the trailer but he straps himself to his bed so that you know he can make sure that he doesn't go anywhere in the night he puts sand around his bed to make sure that like you know if i was to get out that there would be footprints um he makes sure that there's a piece of tape down on the door so that you know if, that, if he wakes up that tape's moved he knows that he's left his he's left his house because he's blacking out and waking up in places he doesn't remember um and all this sort of comes into the effect and eventually as the story goes on, as this episode goes on, you, you tend to, you realise as to why he is um, chained to the bed, as to why, you know, he's so paranoid and forgetful, you know. Um, so that part in itself is really, really fascinating and how time has passed and how time goes on without him actually realising time has actually moved on because he, he blacks out and wakes up. It's that kind of moment of like, where am I, what am I doing? So there's a lot of that, and it's shot. It's shot really, really well. I love those moments. Like it kind of, it's kind of like he's having a seizure. There'll be moments where he, he obviously, I can't describe it because, uh, in a, in an audio sort of format. But he tends to imagine if some, if you saw somebody was having a seizure or, or panicking or starting to break down, he has that sort of moment, and the, and the camera starts to flicker and flutter. Then it, it goes black. Then initially it comes back, and Steve's there, and it's that kind of idea that his other personality is taken over. Sadly, you don't get to see that personality do what they were doing. You just kind of get the aftermath where Steven's like, what happened? I don't know. I, I, I don't understand. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Where am I? What am I doing? What, what's this? What's that? You know? Um, so that, I love that part about it. Um, and overall, it, 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 it's, it's very, very interesting. Like I said, it's, it's something that I'd never thought the MCU would do, but they're doing it fantastically, you know? Um, we do get to see Moon Knight in this, not really till the end, sadly. Um, and even then, when we do properly see Moon Knight, it's for about two to three minutes, and then it kind of ends on a cliffhanger. Um, which I understand, again, I understand in terms of filming and in terms of like a TV show, you've got to pull the audience in and you can't just give them the goods straight up. You do kind of get the goods, but you don't get it in full. So, you know, you, you, you introduce Stephen, you get people to understand what he's going through, what Stephen's going through, the idea that 
he um, blacks out. He doesn't know where he's going. He's paranoid. He's very timid. He straps himself to his bed because he doesn't. He's worried that when he goes to sleep, he's going to wake up somewhere uh, where he doesn't know. Which that does happen in this episode. He does wake up somewhere where he doesn't know he's going to be. Um, and then from there, it, it kind of the story kind of builds up. We meet the villain by um, Ethan Hawke, a handsome Hawke. Um, He's very handsome, isn't he? Uh, but that you know, handsome Hawk, uh, Ethan Hawk shows up. Who I'm, I'm amazed. I didn't think Ethan Hawk would be the kind of actor to be interested in doing MCU product. I don't know why he just seems. It's not that he's above it. It just seems very prestigious. It's kind of like you know when when they said that they were going to get um, Anthony Hopkins in Thor to play Odin. It's kind of that was very much of like really, I, like okay. You know, and as we all know, it worked and it was fantastic. It was same with like you know, um, Samuel L. Jackson. You never would have thought they'd get Samuel L. Jackson into the MCU, but they got him in the first Iron Man in an end credit scene. The point is, I'm trying to make is that when they said Ethan Hawke, I I was like, you know what, I didn't expect it, but I like it. Um, and even though you don't you don't get to spend a lot of time with him, Ethan Hawke has just like a pre- has this a presence and this face. Where instantly you're just like, yeah, this guy's this guy's in charge, and this guy's scary, and I'm not going to mess with this guy. That it's like the he can just it's like somehow we can just drop the handsomeness from his face and just be fully like you know, I'm gonna crush you with my eyes, and you're like, yep, yeah, yes you are. I can feel my soul breaking as you speak. <laughs> um, but he has this 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 moment again. No spoilers, but it's this really sort of interesting moment that he has with um, with Stephen. With with not with Moon Knight himself, not with but with Stephen, the the one personality that he has, and um, it's a very interesting sort of dynamic in the way they sort of bounce off each other. I, I can't wait, and I, I obviously I'm guessing they will, but I, I hope the next episode and the episodes to follow that they kind of um, they have a lot more engagements with between Stephen, and then hopefully we get to see um, the other personalities come out. Um, but yeah, you know, so we do get to see a bit of Moon Knight near to the end. Like I said, only two to three minutes, but it's the the CGI is incredible, and the way that the Moon Knight costume just appears—it's like it's literally like because Moon Knight's costumes—it it is basically bandages. He's like a walking mummy in a way. So the way it comes on to him, it just appears. It's like. I'm going off topic, side quest a little bit. I'm going side quest inside side quest. Yeah, fucking full 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 break, yeah. Um but if you know Blue Beetle from the DC, uh Blue Beetle, you know, the simple premise of it, uh, a guy finds a scarab uh in the space age sort of scarab, it attaches himself to his back and whenever he's in trouble, whenever he's in danger, um the suit will come from his back and over his shoulders and like wrap itself around his body and makes the uh, armor the blue beetle armor and that's the kind of idea here not with just kind of get rid of the blue scarab sort of thing and it's just be the fact that he'll be standing there and all of a sudden this the hood will come over his head and the the um robes and bandages will start wrapping around his arm wrapping around his body it looks like I, i'm not doing it justice it's something that you have to visually see to really appreciate and love and understand but it's like when you see it you're like that's where the money went that the money went should have went there, and that's where it went, and I'm very I'm very excited for it. So overall, first episode, if I had to rate it out of ten, I'd give it a solid nine. The only reason I'm not giving it a ten is because I wanted more Moon Knight. 
But that being said, I understand as to why we weren't given Moon Knight till the end, because they have to set up the whole concept and idea to non Moon Knight fans. If this was a show, if this was a show where um, they MCU Kevin Feige, if they didn't care about um, casual fans, if they didn't care about non Moon Knight fans, if they just purely did it for Moon Knight fans, then by all means they could go batshit crazy and you know be full Moon Knight twenty four seven and all the other possibilities. Because us as fans, we would know and would understand what's happening. For a casual audience, it just wouldn't work that way. So again, I can't judge it for that. Obviously, I'm still going to not give it 10 because me personally being butthurt, the fact that I don't get more of Moon Knight. But the way this one ended does kind of show the fact that we are in the episode two and onwards. We're going to see a lot more Moon Knight. We're going to see a lot more not, uh, Mark. Hopefully, we're going to see a lot more Mr. Knight. Um, and then, you know, from there, kind of seeing them share the body that's what i'm looking forward to i'm looking for that freaky friday moment where they splits like you have steven here at one stage and then mark will appear then you'll have mr knight then you'll have moon knight then you'll have mark then steven you know i want that switchy swishy swishy you know back and forth even if it's like the fact of kind of like well like you get venom talking to um eddie brock you know, that sort of moment where uh, they talk to each other, which that does happen in this. You get Mark and he's talking to Steve and he's like, well, Steve, give me the body back. And Steven's like, who are you? I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Who, who is this? And he's like, you know, if you don't give me the body back, X, Y and Z and all this and that. I want more of that. But I want sort of like Moon Knight to be talking as well. And I want Mr. Knight to be talking. And I want Steve, like Mark to be in control and Steven's talking to Mark and that sort of thing. I want more voices in the head and I want like them to kind of have arguments with each other. That's my hope of what I see in the next few episodes. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I'm not complaining. I'm just happy we finally got a Moon Knight TV show. You know, so overall, first episode, loved it. Absolutely fantastic. Highly recommend Moon Knight to anybody. If anybody was to go out and read a Moon Knight comic or get a graphic novel a collection of Moon Knight, uh, by all means, go for it. You, you'll absolutely love it. But as a casual fan, I do say jump into this. Um, it explains it well. The pace is interesting. It's long enough where you can feel like you've got enough out of the character better and enough understanding to then go into the next few episodes with a better foothold than you were going in. Because um, it was the same problem with Eternals. Eternals is people that didn't really know who Eternals were. And again, that movie was almost three hours long, longer than it needed to be. But even so, it wasn't. It needed that time if you're going to focus on so many characters. Even though I know the movie should have been shorter. But that's that's a completely different thing. The point is here, um, Moon Knight is perfect. Nine stars for me, uh, mainly because I wish to want to see more Moon Knight. But I'm sure we're going to see more Moon Knight in episode two. So then that will more than likely be a 10. But we will see. It could drop in quality. I don't feel like it will, but we'll see. But yeah, so that's my opinion. That's my thoughts on episode one of Moon Knight. Have you seen it? Let me know. Uh, as always, follow me on Twitter, nerdstalgic underscore pod. Um, the Nerdstalgic podcast can be found on all, well, say all podcasting apps. Currently can only be found on Spotify and Anchor. I'm currently working on getting it viewed elsewhere. But until then, Spotify and Anchor are your best bets. And as always, stay sexy, stay active. I love you all. Peace. Thank you for listening.